Hello? Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Well, well. Well, 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 well. <laughs> Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> I'm kind of getting I'm Tarzan Dan. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the podcast, everyone. This is a, uh, a Raptors NBA uh, fan maniac podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, I am <laughs> Freddie Revis. <laughs> I'm Matt Duncan, uh, a.k.a. Dunks. Yeah, we're going to work. Important for this pod. Yeah, there's another Matt on the episode, which we're going to get to in a sec. Uh, but, um, story so, of my life. Yeah, somehow Matt Duncan, <laughs> uh, my partner here, has convinced me to call him Dunks for the episode. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if I, you know, don't blow a gasket. <laughs> but uh, we got a, like a ridiculous amount of basketball to get to, so uh, let's let's bring in our guests uh, yeah. immediately. Um, sorry, before immediately. Oh, you know all the all that all that stuff, right? <laughs> uh, uh, where can they find us, Matt? Uh, you can go to dunkspodcast.com. We are on iTunes, guys. We're on Stitcher. Uh, Freddie uses Player FM. It's for elderly people. <laughs> no, it's not. That are getting new to podcasting. Uh, so you can check us out there. Uh, Instagram, Facebook. We're not on Pinterest yet, but hey, you know what? If you uh, if we start a poll and you guys want that, maybe we'll start a Pinterest account. I'm proud of you, Dunks. <laughs> I'm proud of you at this point. Um, okay, let's uh, let's bring in our uh, first guest. Um, he's done the podcast a bunch of times. Uh, he's done it in a tub. Um, he's done it in person. He's uh, in Brooklyn, I do believe. Uh, he was also uh, had a, an amazing seat at the uh, um, New York Knicks Raptors game, uh, first Gasol game. So did I your brother. Well, no, that was at the Clippers game. Oh, that right, was Miguel. Right. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Uh, everything's going well in my basketball world right now, <laughs> truly. Um, but let's uh, let's bring him on with uh, no further ado. You know him, you love him, Anis Esmer. Hi, hello. Oh wait, you can talk through the song if you want. Okay, good. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Hello, buddy. <laughs> it's uh, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for doing the show. Oh. What a treat. I like you like that. That's like something I'm promoting that I had good seats to a basketball game. And that's why I'm on the show. Yep, yep, that's, that's what got you back on. Yeah, you were banned. <laughs> you were banned. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was those. Uh, well, I deserved it. I had it coming. Um, um, we're in the midst of a snowstorm here in Toronto. How is the weather in New York? You guys always get hit. The same. About, about the same. same. We've moved over. We moved over into freezing rain. OK, yeah. So we're uh, oh, that's a big I, stretch of storm. Yeah, as so <laughs> we say in here in Canada. <laughs> wow. Okay. Big fucking stretch of storm we got here. I'm. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry for anyone <laughs> listening to this podcast. We're gonna get to basketball talk. Let's get to our next oh, guest. Oh dear. Um, he's in the east end of Toronto. I was enjoying that. Okay. Sorry. Um, no. Let's uh, let's let's bring on Mr. Uh, Mr. Matt McCready. But before um, yeah. I bring him on, yeah. I just want to say he's the best. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Matt McCready. <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody! Fuck Brooklyn! <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Oh, geez. Great start. Like no offense, start Dennis. To this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to go, baby. I'm uh, sitting cross-legged on the floor. I'm staring at the window at a wasteland. I'm ready to talk basketball. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Perfect. That is the energy we need because a lot has happened, Freddie. Are you ready to talk about it? Have you collected your thoughts? I'm ready to talk about it. Okay. But okay. first. I haven't collected your thoughts. First, uh-huh. dunks. Yeah. Tell me something I don't know. Oh, and boy. This is going to be a bit emotional for everyone. This is a former oh, rapture. No. Tell me something I don't oh, know no. about Jonas Valanciunas. Oh. <laughs> this is tough. This is like, since I've jumped on the Raptors train five, six years ago, uh, this is a tough one. I really liked it. Who didn't like Jonas Valanciunas? Uh, he was a Raptor from uh, 2011 to 2019. Uh-huh. Did you know he's a sucker for costume-based comedy? <laughs> um, yes, I did know that. You did know that? I've seen him dress as a wizard <laughs> in a Lithuanian all-star game and interrupt the game. Fair so enough. I know a lot about okay. Jonas. I'm so probably going to strike out you hard. Better, you better yeah. hit us. See, yeah, you know he's an avid fisherman. Yep. He's constantly on Lake Huron, mm-hmm. which, by the way, turns into Georgian Bay. I also knew that, but... It turns into could. Wasega Beach, baby. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. That's the connection there. Um, yeah. Did you know he was going to be a dancer until he had a growth spurt when he was a kid? Who wasn't? I, you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, to be honest, I don't know if I knew that. Yeah, he was six seven when he was thirteen. Okay. Whoa, that I knew. Can't dance when you're six seven. Um, he loved Wonderland. Do you believe that? Canada's Wonderland. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. What ride can I he get on there? That. Where? What ride can he get on at Wonderland? <laughs> He's too tall. Is a there a your brothers apparently live? I think so. Yeah, on a lot of the roller coasters, is a you, you can't be more than probably you can't be a certain height. Yeah, he, he can't do he can't do the upside down ones or the vortex type. Yeah, but maybe he just likes yeah. to walk around and eat foot longs and feed those yeah. bloated goldfish. Or has he called some <laughs> regular hot dogs? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he's tall. Get it? That's true. That's true. Not like. Not like us dance. We call them dancer dogs because we're dancer dogs. We're all short enough to be dancers. Did you know that when he came to the Raptors uh, after he was drafted, he had to handle most of the buyout from his Lithuanian club because in the NBA, the teams were only allowed to pay 500,000 and he had to pay like another 2 million. Hmm. No, I, I, did, I actually thought the Raptors did that. So I guess only 500,000 enough. Yeah. You know that he had to pay that himself. He had to pay, uh, yeah, about $2 because it was two and a half. I bet, I bet Marc Gasol heard about that, and that's why he waived his, his uh, trade kicker. Yeah, always. Oh, yeah, you know I mean? would just go to Valachunas' home. <laughs> home. <laughs> that's yeah, hilarious. Right, right, yeah. He's Europeans, yeah, got to stick that, together. money goes to his <laughs> Lithuanian league club. Um, now I'm just going to name have a couple names for you. You know, this is pretty much the end of the segment. Okay, hit me up. You seem okay. So we got Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, the Morris brothers. Vucevic, Jimmy Butler, Colangelo picked JV over all those guys. Any regrets? Wow. Any regrets? Yeah. Um, I think there's a couple regrets in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't. Yeah, but but you know I love what a JV. Complicated and, question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a very complicated question. I, I I love JV. So so no regrets in that sense. But you did rattle off some pretty amazing players. But, um, <laughs> but there were worse players than Valanciunas that went before Valanciunas in that draft as well. There you go, Kyrie Irving. Mr. Dunks, you better make sure you phrase that trick question <laughs> a bit better next time. Um, any, anything else for me? That's it. Okay, well, uh, you know what? I feel like at least it was a refresher. His dad was a champion rower in the Soviet Union. Okay, why didn't you tell me that? Okay, I didn't think you'd care because the Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore. Can I can I say something that I think upon further reflection and through the filter of uh, 
melancholy nostalgia yep. really needs to be pointed out. So DeMar had the 52-point game, and he made the, uh, the sign. Mm-hmm. The 52-point, you know, he must have done that. It's, it's just a beautifully drawn piece of paper with the numbers 5 and 2 on it. That's right. And he kept that paper to continue the bit so that when Fred Van Vliet hit, scored 22, that was his career high, which was what, like two weeks later or something like that? Yeah. That piece of paper was still there to cross out the five and the two. It wouldn't have been as funny if he just wrote 22 on paper. He had or found that paper and then turned that into – I just think that's commitment to a bit that you don't see a lot of in today's modern uh, sports landscape. He's True. a good man. Or he's a good man. He's yeah. a hoarder. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, yeah, then we're, then we're, we're two sides of a coin there. That's, uh, that's yeah. a tough one. JV yeah. did take well, the rock I mean, after – Casey you know what we're gonna we're gonna get back to some JV stuff <laughs> yeah but um Matt you know I feel like I'll, I'll, I'll give you a B minus on that one it's okay um you didn't That's really blow right. me away but no. there, there was some okay stuff uh why don't you give me that Raptors sting I mean they're not an up-and-coming team they're here they're here hashtag RTZ <laughs> Now, <laughs> don't stare at me when you do that. Does anybody ever search RTZ for content? Do you? Sometimes. Do you really? A bit. Okay. Not a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get rolling here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you first, uh, Mr. Matt McCready. Um, yep. It's Mark Mania. It's uh, Marcus Mania. He's played two games. I was at the game yesterday. It was absolutely magical. Um, he was fantastic. I'm. Just laughing my ass off at uh, all all the people saying that he's not going to move the needle. This guy mm-hmm. is a very, very serious talent. Um, what's your, uh, I guess, overall take on the trade, but what, 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 you, what are you enjoying the most so far with Mark and what, what's got you the most excited? I'm kind of flashing back to the beginning of the year when a lot of pundits said that the Raptors, their biggest problem was the lack of center depth. Uh, at this point, center might be their deepest position one, two on the entire team uh, with Ibaka enjoying, you know, a fringe all star level campaign. And I guess Gasol being the most over qualified backup center uh, in the last 15 years. Uh, I love it. Uh, I love seeing um, as much as I love Valanciunas and Ibaka. Uh, they don't really know what to do with the ball unless they're putting it on the floor to score or putting it up in the air to shoot. Uh, so it's nice to see someone who can make such quick decisions and the right decision on a near uh, perfect basis mm-hmm. at the center position. What a luxury. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, we're going to talk about Mark for a while, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it right to you, Ennis. Um, what are you enjoying most about this uh, this Gasol uh, Raptor? I, it seems like, I don't know, it's a kind of thing where he's already got a steadying influence. Like, when we, I went to the, we went to see the game against the Knicks in Madison Square Garden, and we're uh, fortunate enough to sit, like, five feet away from the Raptors bench. Oh, I saw oh, you, buddy. God. I saw you on TV. They were almost, yeah, that, I, that was... Um, that was fun. That was cool, you know. Uh, but they—it uh, was almost like the other Raptors were kind of like touching him, like you would, like, like you know, it was almost like a therapy pet in a way, or something. Like there was just a pre- you could feel his energy already, yeah, on the team. And it's like you know, between these connections, you wonder, like at the end of games, you know, when you see like uh, opposing teammates uh, high five and talk for a bit, and you wonder who really knows who, and if that just comes out of respect for their game or they're actually friends. You just had a sense like everyone's excited about him and there's a respect already that comes from having him 
his presence that I think is already, it can't help but influence the stability on the team. And then just watching him, honestly, just like set up high post and throw. It's like uh, Gretzky behind the net. Yeah, I mean, he it's, it's amazing. He, he went there almost immediately and operates from there. Like, that's yeah. his thing. He's yeah, he, and he also hits hook shots, which isn't I haven't seen a like he's doing like a like Kareem hook shots. I never saw Gretzky hit a hook shot, you know? But, yeah, <laughs> that, was the, that was that was the big knock on him. That's where that expression comes from. Like the, <laughs> You never saw Gretzky in a hook shot. Uh, I, was like, I was like, what's the expression? <laughs> yeah, what's the expression? I thought there was a real one. The um, just started you know when yesterday. Some, you know when somebody great isn't also great at a thing that no one should reasonably expect them to be great at? That's that. That's, that's what, what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just came, I came from like a, a, a very uh, relatively intense therapy uh, appointment. So I'm, if, these aren't, if these jokes feel like kind of like bad, then that's why. They feel wonderful. Yeah. Do not judge yourself. Oh, man, that's what she said. Literally, <laughs> that's what she said, my therapist. Honestly? That's, not a, that's the only time I've ever said that's what she said in my life, I think. And it wasn't offensive. Naturally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's great to have him. Everyone who said he's not going to be an immediate upgrade is nuts, and uh, I'm sticking to that. Yeah, no, it's been it's been pretty exciting. And... Um, I think Mark is is that type of guy, you know. If we're if if we're if we're talking therapy, he's coming in at a time with this roster where he's basically bringing like such a positive, winning energy. Like I'm half yeah. expecting someone to get like a really hard foul, and he's gonna like pick them up and give them one of those like beautiful soccer kisses on the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they're yeah. just gonna be like, he's gonna kiss Kawhi on the forehead, and Kawhi's just gonna like smile yeah. and like go off for sixty. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's um, He's gonna unlock unlock the the joy. He's gonna unlock all that fun that we've been hearing Kawhi talk about. Yeah, and just like his IQ, watching him find people all over the floor, watching guys have to get ready to be like, oh man, if I'm in a scoring position at all, Gasol is another person who's gonna find me in a totally different way, seven feet. Yeah. Um, and just like how how savvy he is, like like I I was freaking out uh, at how many times uh, last night. Where you know it wouldn't even be like a like a stat sheet play, but he just put his shoulder into someone or like deflect a ball and it would hit someone's knee and someone else would pick it up. It, it, it reminds me a lot of uh, you know the all the all the subtleties I was noticing with Kawhi's defense when 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 he first uh, when he first started playing. Um, oh, absolutely! Like yeah. that no look, that no look steal. Just things that you notice immediately yeah. about a, a player that they do differently that changes the whole complexion of the game. Um, and it's, uh, one thing I noticed about uh, – oh, oh, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, one thing I noticed about Gasol a lot in the two games is like he'll seal off his man from giving help defense better than anyone I've seen in the Raptors probably in like the last 10 years. Yeah, he's no, he's amazing at boxing out. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Even if he doesn't get the board, he's eliminated like – two people or, you know, two or three rebounders chance of getting a board from that angle. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but just, uh, just staying on Mark Ennis. Um, is it like, I don't know if this is even like a story. It doesn't really matter, but is oh, Mark's, is Mark's, you know, place in the starting lineup? Like, are we just witnessing an eventual takeover? Am I, you know, I really, really like Surge, and I think the fit's been great. But at the same time, you know, it's not necessarily like that lineup's like blowing teams out in the first quarter every game. That's true. They're struggling. Uh, And Mark is amazing. And that's not even, it's not even the slag Surge. Um, Like, 
like like McCready was saying earlier, we just have that insane center depth. So I don't even like I, I, I don't know how you reconfigure, um, but I think Mark basically just has to be in there. He's amazing. <laughs> well, I think that my first reaction was, of course, he's going to start. And I think because uh, the thing I was thinking there was that because, you know, Ibaka has a history as a four and as a five and you don't I just don't see any logic to taking Siakam out of the starting lineup with what he brings uh, that he would not that Ibaka would naturally back up both positions and maybe play some four if they were going to put Gasol and Ibaka together, although that kind of messes up spacing, I guess, which is although Gasol hits threes right more Mm -hmm. more uh, consistently than Jonas. But after seeing that one game. What's what's genius about the front office and the way they've added players, and obviously Kawhi was uh, an exception to some extent right. um, in terms of being able to integrate, but I think there's a reason that we're not involved in a lot of these trade talks that are about like big impact guys that are going to derail your team's uh, cohesion or continuity is that the guy is a passer, the guy, you know what I mean, he's a facilitator. So it seems like after seeing those two games of him coming off the bench, especially that run in the early fourth quarter where he was responsible for like 11 consecutive points through. It was amazing. uh, A hook shot, uh, um, a dunk, uh, an insane pass. That pass from that McCaw inbounds pass where he hit McCaw right away. Oh, yeah. Like I feel like I feel like he's getting guys to think different. Like his passes should have led to more assists in the Nick game. But they weren't actually they weren't finishing his shot, his passes. But he already introduces something that I think. It's and it's no offense to Ibaka, but a lot of times, you know, his biggest knock is that the ball doesn't come back out when you pass it to him. Right. And while that may may be a little bit exaggerated this season, and maybe not the president this season as he works in the system, I think Gasol is almost like more. It's like having a you know a point center on the bench unit might actually activate all those guys in a way. And I I think I see him finishing games more than I see him necessarily starting them. Right. Yeah. I mean, like that. If if you think about some of the. Uh, talent that Memphis has had over the years, it's not like an unfamiliar place for Mark to be, to just be rocking it with a bunch of like random dudes. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. going to bring out the best in McCaw. He's going to bring yeah. out the best in Norm, whomever. Like he's just, yeah. he's a fantastic player. And like, it's funny to me that you say like, and not, not like, like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to mis- misrepresent your point, but I feel like, um, the idea that Marcus soul isn't a big trade is just like the perfect Maasai perfect Toronto thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, ju- it just blows my mind though, that it's not a big trade. It's, it's a yeah. gigantic trade and oh, yeah, he's a, he's an amazing player. And the idea that, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to this kind of stuff later, but you know, the idea that people would, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, slander going on with Mark. Like, you know, Memphis fans get it. Memphis fans are like, man, this guy is like, are you freaking out out over Miritich or Harris? Like Gasol's insane. Yeah. Um, He's he's an amazing player. He's going to be an all-star this year. Um, The Ringer article that came out and he's been, he's been an all-star three times coming out of the West, like over the last 10, 12 years. Like you got to think about how nuts that is. Um, How much harder that is than being a poor Jonas. I don't know if he's ever going to sniff an all-star game. Mr. uh, Mr. McCready, you got, uh, uh, anything else uh, about Mark uh, Marcus Soul before we move on to something else? Um, nope. I would say <laughs> nice. Another thing about this trade too. <laughs> I think we kind of covered. I, I, I maybe one thing I will say is that you know we're two games in, and one of the biggest problems with Gasol is his health, right? Right. So if we uh, let's not count like I'm 
I'm optimistic he'll be healthy for the uh, playoffs. Um, I hope that's the case. He's a seven-footer with a lot of weight for a long time who uh, has had a lot of injuries in a lot mm-hmm. of different parts of his body. Right. So uh, fingers crossed. Can I, can I say, though, with health mm-hmm. that I feel like, you know, if you're a Raptor fan, you got to be honest, um, you, would, you would say Kawhi, Lowry, and Gasol all major kind of like health risks and that's scary. But if you're looking around the East, um, you would look at Boston you'd say Kyrie, uh, definitely health issues, his whole career. He's injured right now. Horford, uh, similar thing to Gasol where he's older and he's been injured. Um, you know, Hayward. you can't release it. Yeah, Hayward, of course. Um, the Bucks again, are always in the scary category for me because there's not a lot of health stuff there either. Mm-hmm. Hey, Miritich hasn't played for them yet, you know, and won't be playing, I think, until after the All-Star break. So, Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, he's been he's yeah. been in and out of – he's been on and off. Uh, and I would also say Philly is fairly healthy as well. You know, and Embiid <clears throat> seems like he's beat that. Uh, he's beat his, like, you know, pre – his, uh, you you know, his know early Redick. demons. But Sorry, go ahead. You never know with Reddick. Reddick's had a lot of uh, nagging is- uh, issues this year, and he is very important to their success. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, yeah, for me, health, you know, I, I feel like for the Raptors, yeah, of course, like, the health is going to matter for sure. Um, but Kawhi is the main one where I feel like if we got him, we can really, really, really do damage in the uh, in the Eastern Conference playoffs. But um, although, although looking sorry, back at games ahead. played, Gasol has actually played, I think, every game this year and missed less than 10 the last couple of years. So he could be somewhat out of the woods on. Uh, well, he's looks been like limping, though, for a lot of those games. Like he has not. Yeah, he got injured against so Toronto. That's- that's just yep. swagger, though. I think that's you're mistaking swagger for <laughs> an injury. And, and you know what? Well, I think true. mostly it was just late night entertainment district. Marcus, all I saw walking around. Like that. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Well, and yeah, did he also have a cool cane? <laughs> yeah, that's that's just like you know, big city Gasol. So don't worry about that yeah. guy. He he does yeah. his own thing at night, and on the court, he's going to get other stuff done. Um, no, but I think also just with just a little last Gasol point for me um, is that. He's a Gasol. His age yeah. should be thought of as such. Yeah. He's not a he's not a like a regular player that, you know, relies on athleticism. Pow and Mark are going to each play till they're 40. That's how yep. they roll. They're, they they think Ooh, the game. Yeah, but I don't want I I mean if we had Pau Gasol, if we got Pau Gasol at the trade deadline, I would not be nearly as enthused. I agree, but he, I, I think he is 40. Pau, right? Or 39? <laughs> Is he that old? Is he that old? Yeah, I think he's 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 basically done. <laughs> and I think Mark than, will be uh, he he's quite a bit older than are you are you looking it up, uh, yeah. Mr. Dunks? Um no yeah, but, but you I, know what his sorry, he's clearly adapted his game, you know, like the fact that his steals and threes or sorry, his threes and assists have gone up show that he's like figuring out how to adapt what is maybe, you know, yeah. um some decrease in athleticism into the game and how to like still use his smarts on the floor as much as possible and adapt. I mean, he's, he's the best big man passer, you know, until Jokic came into the league and was like, I'm actually insane. Powell's 38. Powell's 38. Okay. Sorry. Fair enough. He's, he's kind of looking done. He's 38. (laughs) Uh, Mark's 34. (laughs) So, um, you know, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll uh, stand corrected a little bit there. Um, But I, I do think that, you know, he pro- I, I, I think he'll be a valuable player at 34, 35, 36. And then, you know, we'll see. Yeah. But um, I hope so. do you think he's going to be on the team next year? I, yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Uh, and I think it's going to be a good thing. And I think a lot of analysts are going to be like, oh, no, he's opting in. And it's going to, and for Raptor fans, they're going to be like, oh, no, we have an amazing center all year. Well, now, hold on a second. If, if analysts say, oh, sorry, go on. 
Oh, I was going to say it's a big conversation though because it is. I think a lot of that rests on what happens with Kawhi and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. There's there's ways in which Gasol staying is better than others. Like there's circumstances yeah. in which him staying makes perfect sense, and there's ways in which it's like, oh yeah. I still think he though stayed. if if you think about the Masai Ujiri three year timeline with mm-hmm. with you know even if Gasol opts in, you got Lowry. So if Kawhi leaves, right, he goes to Clippers. Yeah, um, you got Gasol, Lowry, or the Knicks. yeah, or, or or the Knicks, or you know the Kings. I think anything can happen here. Um, uh, the Kings, yeah, but no, but, but like, let's say, let's say, is, the, is Sacramento closer to San Diego than LA is? It might be, and with Kawhi, honestly. Anything's possible. I truly, I truly do believe <laughs> that. True. But okay. Anyway, so okay. let's say everyone opts in, but Kawhi. Yeah, and we're a really expensive team. I think you got Serge Gasol, Lowry. Obviously, there's injury issues. Um, Siakam, OG. Uh, you know, Worm. who knows? Maybe Lynn's back. But but uh, and, and that's where we're going, by the way. But um, oh, but yeah, sorry. Just 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 to finish that point, if everyone opts in, we're going to be like third in the East. It's not a bad yeah. situation. So, no, you're right. We, so yeah, everyone's be yeah, losing sorry. Danny Green though, and he's been uh, very important to our success. I mean, oh, he's coming back. Come on, for sure. No, we might we might lose some people, but like I think that a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I talked about this a little bit last week. I'm just not really into the all in narrative. I think that we're good now and in the future. But well, Matt, do you think that Kawhi? Sorry, uh, that Danny Green goes wherever Kawhi goes. No, uh, no, no. I think they're <laughs> okay. both two di- people with different uh, priorities in their lives. I don't think they're necessarily, right. you know, joined at the hip. Right. I think it's possible, but I wouldn't say it's a, a given. I think it's they'll both stay here. James Jones situation. They'll both stay here. I think. Um, okay, let's let's move <laughs> let's move on to something else because uh, guess what? Toronto is uh, getting Lynn Sanity. It's exciting. Um, Jeremy Lynn. Sorry, I, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, you hadn't you hadn't heard what? that. <laughs> um, he hasn't played yet. Uh, f- uh, Fred, on a sad note, Fred uh, Fred Van Vliet is uh, injured for three weeks, which totally sucks. But um, yeah. uh, like, just you know, the the timing of it is kind of insane because Lynn is going to have a spot immediately. Yeah, uh, it's was, kind of Lynn Lynn sane, I think. It's yeah. kind of Lynn sane. It's kind of Lynn sane. Yeah, um, it has a certain Lynn sanity. Ennis, Toronto, Linsanity. Are you insane for Jeremy? Yeah, I, I am already pleading temporary Linsanity, just depending on how long he's uh, in a uniform. But talking about uh, stuff off the bench, I mean, Lin Gasol, high screen pick and rolls, it's going to be you know a reality very soon. And I mean, our bench is as good as I, I, it's just, it's better than it's ever been. Like we keep getting more. Do you remember when Jared Sullinger was penciled in as our starting four two years ago? Yes. And before that, Luis Scola and before that, Chuck Hayes and Tyler Hansborough. Like we were in. It just keeps getting better. You know what I mean? And our standards keep getting higher, which I think we lose sight of when we criticize some of these players who are the best players we've ever had at these positions. That's right. And bless the six God Masai. Carry on. Yeah, of course. Exactly. And just the way that they built this team. It just I mean, if you look at if you objectively look at the trade that they made and obviously put feelings aside for a little bit, the fact that it what you know, it looks like, oh, we lost we, we people who were kind of against the trade. It's like, well, we traded all our depth. First of all, we didn't. But now the fact that we've added Lynn, that we're in the running for Marquise Morris or, you know, who knows if there's a Cantor or a Robin Lopez in our future, like that trade looks fantastic on paper. Right. You know what I mean? So uh, it gets better and better. So I just think, uh, oh, yeah, I can't wait. The city's going to go nuts. They're already going nuts. Beyond the hype, uh, Mr. McCready, beyond the hype, what are you expecting from Jeremy Lin on the court? 
Um, assuming Van Vliet's healthy uh, in the playoffs, I think he's going to be like you know a great uh, fourth guard, uh, like a really great fourth guard uh, for the team to have. Uh, Nurse and Casey before him, like having two point guards uh, on the floor as much as possible. Uh, a, uh, a second unit with Gasol, Lynn, and Van Vliet—that's crazy. Uh, Lots of threes. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, tons of threes. And I mean, like, uh, Lynn is, you know, an average three-point shooter. But one thing he does great is he attacks closeouts as well as, uh, you know, any backup point you can find in the yeah. entire league. He's a great passer. Uh, he, great passer, gets to the uh, basket well, draws a lot of fouls, which is something the team can kind of use a little bit more of outside of uh, Kawhi. Uh, it's great. I want. I love it. Um, does now, he when you say attacks closeouts just for that's one thing I'm still kind of working on is see, learning about seals and closeouts. That's when they close out on a three and then they drive past it. That's right. Correct. That's the idea. Okay. Well, that sounds very, that's, that sounds very exciting to me. Thank you yeah. for clarifying. <laughs> um, yeah, he's I'm probably doing, like, I'm doing like this thing where I don't, I pretend I don't know a lot of stuff. So some of your listeners that are newer to this terminology. Oh, Ennis. Like Thank that. you. Yeah. No, that's great. Dumb it down. You know, like how John, you know how John's <laughs> dumb it down. <laughs> I mean, I don't like to use that, that terminology. But you know how like John Stewart is a genius, but like on the daily show, he would be asking questions in a very simple way to like Desmond Tutu or, you know, other world luminaries and, he knows what he's talking about, but mm-hmm. he brings it down a little bit. Also, I just didn't know what a closeout was, so thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, honestly, two birds with one anise right there. <laughs> um, a very I'm, interesting point. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, oh boy, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I, a, I, didn't wa- I didn't want to linger. I didn't want to linger. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, Let's keep rolling, rolling, rolling along, much like that Lint Biscuit song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as soon as like I as uh, as uh, Mr. McCready over there built up that like momentum, I could tell where that was going. <laughs> hey, did you guys prefer the Swiss LA festive specials when they had Toblerone or more now that they've moved over to the Lind balls? <laughs> you know, honestly, the, the Lind balls. Yeah. 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 I think balls. so. See, you had to like that. So that's the that's yeah. Like Toblerone's always hurt my teeth a little. Just just a little <laughs> shout out to Alisa. Uh, uh, I test Alisa who does, who does the uh, pod. Yeah. She knows all about the uh, the heat between Toblerone. And oh, Lind. does she? <laughs> Let's just say when they made the switch. Whew. It was heavy. <laughs> a lot of people like Toblerone. It was okay. heavy. Well, that's the only place you would get them. Where yeah. Who buys a Toblerone at the okay, convenience store? Mr. Dunks, I need you to back up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I think you guys covered everything I'm feeling with uh, with Jeremy Lin. Um, you know, he's not really a defender, but he's just he's going to bring so much talent to our bench. It's insane. He's I think I, re- I, I don't know if he immediately replaces McCaw or Norm or whatever, how exactly it shakes out. But I can't see him not, you know, logging meaningful minutes in the playoffs. And he's just a vital ad. It's huge, huge Messiah move. Yeah. He had a very similar uh, he had a similar role I think what he'll have with his team what he had with uh, Charlotte a few years ago, and I remember uh, that was the, the best Charlotte team probably that ever they ever had, and after he left uh, the team didn't really take his uh, departure seriously in terms of how it was going to impact the team and they were uh, dramatically worse the following year without much uh, other roster uh, changes. It's almost as if Michael Jordan runs that team and he's terrible <laughs> at doing that. Um, Let's uh let's let's get a little emotional here, guys. Oh no. Um yeah, we gotta do it because uh okay, you know, this this is a Raptor pod and there's a lot of love here. I go to a lot of games. Uh, you know, this, this there's a lot of love for a lot of the 
guys that come and go and the ones who stick around for a long time deserve some respect. So I think we should work our way up. Um, let's all say a little something. Mr. Mr. Dunks, the, the guy I do the pod with, um, mm. talk to me a little bit about Moose. <laughs> That's right. How do you feel? How do you feel about Greg Monroe leaving? I mean, I mean, we hardly knew the guy. Fair. I love that his nickname was Moose, and I thought that yep. the opportunity that he did get out there on the court, he made the most of it. I don't. But, <laughs> yeah. but I, do, I do think he was all right. Um, and his and his any thoughts on Moose? Yeah, a mix of whatever you two said. Great. No, listen. It seems like the kind of guy who uh, the modern NBA got away from, but uh, he's still like, he's isn't he like 27? He's 19 like years old. No, yeah. Yeah. there you go. So the fact that means that when he was on the Pistons, he was like 12. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think, I don't think we should, we should uh, shy away from remembering that he was the only preteen to ever make it into the NBA. Yeah. So I think that's, um, that's always remember him for that. Mr. McCready. When he first grew oh, a beard, it was so beautiful. <laughs> Mr. Mr. McCready, any passing thoughts on uh, Greg Monroe, Moose? Honestly, one of my least favorite Raptors uh, from an encore <laughs> perspective we've ever had on the team. Uh, Harsh. Just a, yeah, I mean, obviously there were worse people, but in terms of like his impact compared to the players he was playing around, he was so bad. He couldn't defend the perimeter. He couldn't defend at the rim. Uh, he couldn't stretch the floor. <laughs> uh, his passing was fine. Sometimes his rebounding wasn't that great. He's not even that tall. Oh, my. An F. I really, uh, when they wow. signed him, I hated it. And uh, I'm glad he's played his last minute in the NBA. Okay, oh, well, okay, well <laughs> Mr. McCready. You might have something yes. nice to say about uh, CJ. CJ's PJs, part of the bench mob last year. You know, he struggled a bit this year, but he worked his average. Uh, you know, uh, when, when he got traded from the Raptors, he was back up to 32%. And, uh, you know, he'd probably finish somewhere around 36 or 37. Uh, he just unleashed on someone on Instagram. Did oh, you see that? Was it about his PJs? Well, someone someone just commented on him and was like, uh, he had a picture of him on Memphis. and just like, if you could hit threes, they wouldn't have traded you. And he just kind of went to it. And he wrote back. Yeah, yeah. He wrote back. Well, whoever wrote that, and like looked at the guy's profile and was like, "I checked you out, and you know, I see you're a bit of an idiot. You got lots of quotes and stuff." Oh God. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's keep it light here, (laughs) Mister McCready. Take it easy on CJ. He's left-handed. I love him, Mister Mister McCready. What's up? What do you think about CJ? Uh, I always loved his uh, even keel temper, how he would take criticism so well, um, his knowledge on social media on how to make it a healthy part of your life. Uh, no, I thought he was like, uh, I thought CJ was all right. I actually think I like CJ more than the average person did. Uh, last year, he was great as the bench dad. That was fun. Uh, he really couldn't get it going for whatever reason this year, up until like the last few weeks, but he was uh, kind of doing well in the last uh three or four weeks and uh you know so long cj we'll forget about you ennis um mm-hmm. go daddy's very own uh cj pjs uh, how, how are you feeling i am reading these this comment and i really feel like <laughs> cj oh boy never 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 negotiate with terrorists yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh did you did he lose yeah. the plot oh, yeah no. no he just no, I mean, he's he let it get to him the quote is okay so he posted got the first one and uh, there's a picture, like a fisheye picture of them after the streamers came down when the Grizzlies won last night. And the guy says, uh, you ain't making the playoffs. If you made some threes, you would have stayed in Toronto. And he writes back, 
man, I don't know you, but I'm going to say this. You don't like me or the way the season went in Toronto. Cool. Say what you want slash will, but don't ever come on my page spewing hate or discouragement to these young fellas proving themselves in this league. After I deleted what you said to Pascal, I checked your page out. Oh, boy, it's too much. It's too keep much. going. No, keep going. Keep going. Okay, fine. He says, you have a lot of, quote, inspirational quotes. <laughs> Even saw a post about prayer in my quick glance, which leads me to believe either you want attention or everything on your page fake. I'm going to go <laughs> with both, because if you were or you say you were, you wouldn't be speaking in a manner that could derail a young man in any manner. I hope your book sell. I hope your book, this is good. I hope your book sells so you got less time to troll on the internet, brother. Oh, <laughs> wow. Pretty oh, good. CJ. I love it. I love the whole thing. So wow. glad I brought that up. And then it's found it. I'm going to go on the record and say I wish that more players would do that. But, I mean, I mean, it, it's a zero sum. You're never going to win that. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a negotiating with terrorist scenario. <laughs> that's what I'm sure. saying, yeah. My friend, my, uh, my friend uh, invented that term for writing back to people trolling you online, and it's absolutely appropriate. He shouldn't be wasting his time with that. But I'll tell you this: I love CJ when he was cooking. The guy could score yeah. you know, 12 points in a minute and a half. And it also seemed like the less room and time he had, the better he was. He was like like Tony Fernandez off-balance throws to first base were his best kind of three-point shots. Like he could get it off in in coverage, find a little narrow, tiny little sliver of space. And you know what I mean? We'd, we, a five-point deficit would be a, a six-point lead. It would be – so he had that. And it was exciting when it worked. And it, I wish it worked more. But the guy never stopped like – caring the most like he gave such a shit about how good it was and you can mm-hmm. see it weighing on him when it when it uh, wasn't going well and yeah. uh yeah so i wish the guy well and i hope he hits a thousand three-point shots the rest of the year hell yeah and um, and it's what i like about your comparisons is that you seem to compare basketball players only to other sport athletes from the 80s yeah. like, <laughs> wayne gretzky and tony fernandez which Raptor is the Warren Moon of the uh, <laughs> of the NBA? Oh, it's debatable. I got, I got a lot of thoughts on that. I have a spreadsheet <laughs> and everything. Let me say, uh, you know, to all the listeners of this pod who probably heard me monologue a lot about CJ needing to be in the starting lineup mm-hmm. for a very long time. Long time. I I always wanted what what he had with Paul George in Indiana. I always wanted him parked in the corner and. Uh, you know, I agree with you, and it's like I feel like he did cook when he was in that insane running off the screen, just like hitting yeah. a fadeaway, falling into like off of a cliff three. <laughs> but percentage wise, he was just so incredible in the corners, and I, I, I never really that was like I think. I'm probably alone here, but that was like maybe my biggest frustration with Casey last year was that he would never, he never tried that meaningfully and it bothered me. It just, it just killed me. Cause I feel like it really would have helped uh, DeRozan and, uh, and Lowry. And for me, I, I, I have a, a bit of a mix of feeling with CJ because I feel like he, you know, just isn't talented, talented enough at this point to be a meaningful part of the rotation. But it's almost like he just didn't realize what he could have in Toronto. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I wish him well, but I feel like it, he was a bit of a disappointing guy for me personally. I feel like yeah. it was just yesterday that he was joking about changing his last name to kilometers. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Let's not cry yet. Cause it's going to get even more emotional. Oh, Ennis, no. I'm going to go back to you here. Oh no. 
Um, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about Delon Wright. Let's talk about yeah. everyone's favorite NBA son. Friends with, friends with uh, Dwayne Wade. Um, you know, had braces for a bit. Uh, <laughs> big suit. He went out on a big, big suit. suit. He got injured. <laughs> he got injured so much in his first yeah, three he, years. He really did. But man, the flashes of what he showed uh, over the time he was here. I think. I think in a way we kind of traded him at his highest value too, because I'm not sure that, like, I think he's one of those guys that occupies, you know, maybe sixth man spot starter play can start at both positions in the backcourt, but maybe never will be the one guy. Like I think with him and Fred, those things are, you know, this is where like per 36 minute averages kind of drop off because you have to talk about who they're playing against and you know what I mean? How they're being covered and the scouting on them and him and him and Fred were very exciting to me because they were a part of this, legacy that is bearing fruit now but if you look at like the, the way we the, the raptors have drafted and the ways in which they've gotten better i mean delon was late sec late first round right like just like everybody else like post 20 so he's in that mix of yeah i think delon was 20th if i'm not mistaken yeah there you go right okay so he was one of those guys that i don't know he was great and he also speaking of looking like a kid like he literally looked like he won a contest on, like on our on I know, he really shit. did. And he was just it's out really there. It's really weird to think that Delon's the same age as Jonas Valanciunas, you know? Yeah, that is really weird. It is really weird. But I bet Delon Wright could still is still at the height where he could pivot into dancing if he wanted to. <laughs> um Mr Mr. Dunks, Matt Duncan. Yeah. Uh, you got any feels about uh Delon Wright? I'm gonna be honest with you. He never really oh. stood out to me too much. Ooh. Wow. And I was, when we were going to trade for Kawhi, I was like, well, you got to include this guy because I don't really feel it. Keep Bertle. Uh, but, uh, you, you referred to him as this guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to be nice right now. I know. Well, you know what? Sorry. Guy. I came on a little harsh. It's the rum talking. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think that I, you know, sometimes I think he, can be better on Memphis. I think that Toronto was a little bit too strong of a team for him. I think fair enough. You know, yeah. like I think that for some players, like look at Lonzo Ball. I think he would be a lot better if he could go to Phoenix and be a point guard there. Over, right. you know, it's just uh, that it doesn't work uh, for some players, and I think he's going to be just fine. But uh, good riddance. <laughs> okay, wow. Back back to being you know ended on a strong note, Mister uh, Mister Matt McCready. Um, Sorry if I'm annoying the <laughs> shit out of everyone by saying that over and over, but um, okay. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, yeah, how, how are you feeling about DeLon uh, leaving? Uh, if you can remember what I said about Greg Monroe, double it for DeLon Wright. Oh, my oh. goodness, you guys. Oh, no, I can't no, believe I just, this. Yeah. I, I, love, I love DeLon. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, like, I, as a player, he kind of like disappointed me a little bit. I don't know if he was like – he seemed almost like a two-guard who can kind of – create a little bit in that like I don't remember so many amazing uh passes or playmaking that he did throughout his career in Toronto like he was fine but he wasn't great um his shot was always hit and miss it took a long time for him to wind it up so it didn't really give a lot of stretch there uh yeah he was he was honestly a great number 20 pick to get in the draft a very solid player defensively I thought he fucking rocked uh I'm I'm gonna miss him defensively on this team for sure uh it'll be a big uh I think I think that that area of the on the court will be missed in the playoffs against some uh, more elite teams uh but that being said said uh yeah i i, I wish him well i think uh, we will all remember him more than we will cj and uh hopefully a lot more than moose 
<laughs> Jeez. Oh, my. <laughs> I didn't realize we had Jeffrey Ross on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Holy dirt. Um, well, I'll, I'll say that uh, I really, really enjoyed DeLon Wright. He was he was awesome. He represented a bunch of like um, different kind of like hopes for the Raptors. There was, a, you know, at some points it was kind of like him and Norm were going to be mm-hmm. like the next like Lowry and DeRozan. DeMar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he worked on his shot and making his release a little bit faster. And I think he kind of like worked his way up to being a decent three point shooter. And out of all the people in this trade, I feel like he has the best chance of um, being a guy who's scoring 12 points a game and getting six assists and being some kind of like Corey Joseph for some other team where he's a really, really valuable player and uh, is kind of doing damage and um, having like a good NBA career and getting some money. So that's how I feel about Delon. How how much do you think he will um, make in the off season? I think he's in a I think he's in a very tough spot um, just because Memphis is in a situation where there's a lot of reasons that they're not going to spend money um, on a guy like DeLon. So if I had to guess, I would say that DeLon gets like a three year. Sixteen million dollar contract. Whoa, Whoa. that's in today's NBA. He'll make more than that. There's so much yeah. cap space this year. Five I thought you were going to say thirty. Fair I enough. Say three mil thirty. You know, three mil thirty. I hope, but I just I think, think I that think the point guard positions. Runs. But we'll see. We'll see how he. You know, I think he has to play very well. Basically, he's to, starting tonight because Conley's uh, hurt. So who knows if they decide to shut Conley down at some point? That's a showcase for him to get as much money as possible. I'm also going to say, as much as I love the guy, I'm I'm glad that the Raptors don't have to make that decision in the off season. You know what I mean? That we've already seen the fruits of moving forward and that we don't have to contend with like yeah. how much do we pay our third or maybe fourth. Best well, yeah. And, and and he's restricted. So someone's going to yeah. have to like, wow, Memphis with an offer or he's just going to kind of get, like, get the mid level. I think a team will offer him that. What is the mid level right now? Is it seven a year? No, I think it's like 10. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, you know, may, maybe I'm just underestimating it in you know today's like salary, but uh, I, I I can't see him. I can't see any team envisioning him as their future starter, and I can't see any team. What about like an Orlando? I mean, I, I don't think so. Like I think every team has a younger prospect they're more interested in, and Delon is going to be looked at as a backup. And I think people are going to like spend accordingly. If that makes sense. Hmm. Okay. But I mean, we'll see. Like I, I, I like uh, I, I feel like this Delon segment has been so sad. But uh, he, he had a lot of good moments for the. Remember him? Uh, you know, like yeah, the block, the block, like, like the block in Washington. Yeah, yeah. It was God, huge. it's true. Um, Kelly Oubre Jr. talking shit, and he just like ended that series yeah. with a block. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> okay, I think uh, we're all gonna have a lot of feelings about this one. Oh boy. Um, Matt uh, McCready, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, how are you feeling about Jonas Valanciunas, um, the last person besides uh, Kyle Lowry from the Brian Colangelo era? Yeah. Um, wow. How are you feeling about him leaving? Man, it's uh, it's very sad. One of the more likable Raptors we've ever had, probably. Um, always, it always just seemed like a really nice person. Um, a fun player to root for. Kind of silly, kind of goofy. <laughs> I remember when they drafted him, he was gone for a year, and uh, there was an analyst talking about uh, where he would go in the draft that year, and they said he would go second after uh, Anthony Davis. Uh, That's how much of a prospect Valanciunas was when he came over um, from Europe. 
uh, the league obviously moved away from his style of play. Uh, and, and generally, a, a disappointment if you look at him through that lens, uh, but always tried really hard, um, improved his games in a lot of different types of ways. And I think he's going to crush into Memphis. I think he's going to have a few 25-plus point games uh, for the rest of the season, assuming he comes back. Yeah, I think he could like beast out for sure. Like if if, yeah. if if you know he's on a team that's just like here's thirty minutes. Um, Ennis, how are you feeling about Jonas leaving? I'm really sad about it. I really am because I think that he's uh, he was one of those guys. That I think that uh, uh, you know, contrary to Delon or somebody like that, I think that he had a trajectory that was it was clear. The NBA kind of moved away from him, and then he worked his ass off to get to where he is now to kind of adapt to it. The guy has proven that he doesn't need minutes to play to perform uh, somehow being selfless while building up how good he is. You know, the, the defensive ability was getting there. Like I used to call him big buffering because it seemed like every time you passed it to him, he was on like a poor Wi-Fi connection before he That's decided a pretty he good, do next. That's a pretty good nickname. Big hey, thanks. Thanks very yeah. much. Anyways, it was, it was meant as a term of endearment, but the guy made steady incremental progress every year. And if you look at like, who knows, like by next year, if he's on a team that doesn't have the offensive options or playoff pressure that Toronto has, like on Memphis, like he might hit 200 threes in a couple of years. You know what I mean? Maybe not 200. <laughs> no, no, maybe wait, 200 is, is ridiculous, but like maybe like 100, 120. You know what I mean? Like he was already yeah, 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 averaging sure. like almost one a game. And the fact that I mean, he was adding that possible. to his game. I just seemed insane when I first heard it. That's all. I know. I, when I said it out loud, I was like, wait, how many games are in an NBA He's going to hit two billion threes. <laughs> yeah, two billion threes. <laughs> But also, like, I think he's going down as, like, I think he'll be remembered as one of the most charming, gregarious sort of, like, he was legitimately hilarious. Yeah, you know what I mean? he and really was. Like, look, and had a sense of humor about everything. Like, those post-game uh, playoff interviews where they would ask him, like, one question and then be like, that was quick. Like, he had he was working on catchphrases. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and the guy barely spoke English when he came here. And to come here and to have this kind of spirit, uh, I don't know, I, he, he's, he... He was amazing. I loved him. So I, I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he gets a steady starting job uh, and makes a couple of all-star teams. It'd be great. JV, um, Mr. Dunks, you got any feeling about JV? Did I hit you up already? No. Yeah, you haven't. And uh, the one thing that I'm... Uh, <laughs> the one thing that I'm really... <laughs> about to cry, guys. That's up. Really disappointed about uh, where the bromance of Nazem Kadri and JV was going to go. Oh, you know, the, making commercials for years and years. And now now we've lost two commercials off the air. And Freddie and I, we audition for a lot of commercials. Yep. We care a lot about these companies. <laughs> <laughs> and we, it's just now they're all they're scrambling. It's mayhem. And uh, yeah, I feel bad for Nazem Kadri. I feel bad for JV. And I'm going to miss that personality. And Uber I, liked, I like the commercial angle. <laughs> um, that was good. <laughs> but uh, do something a little different. But on a very real level with those guys, you know, you talk about like how players want to play in big markets to get uh, sponsorships and endorsements and all that stuff. Show me where CJ and Delon are going to get commercial deals anytime soon. You know what I mean? Like they, the fact that they had the national audience, the you know they were getting, yeah. he was getting Snickers money at the end there. I didn't even know about that. Pretty sure the pretty sure the like viral marketing. 
pretty sure the like um, Blues Hall of Fame is gonna <laughs> come knocking at CJ and and Delon and JP's doors with like fat Hall of Fame. Fat yeah. Oh, now they get they get uh, the only business in Memphis is the Blues <laughs> Hall of Fame. That's the only place I could think of. I'm sorry, just paid. country music in general, isn't that it? I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, Trisha Yearwood. <laughs> I don't know who that is. And She'll be singing at the games. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'll say about JV, I think that he's like got to be got to be one of the players that like was the most divisive for Raptors fans. A, a lot of people expected more. A lot of people were with, were happy with what he had, what, what he was bringing. But um, yeah, like, you know, to, to just like echo what you guys were saying, everyone loved JV mm-hmm. and everyone just enjoyed having him as a part of the team. And he just was a great, great, great teammate. Yeah. And anytime a really, really good teammate leaves, regardless of how much production they bring or not, it's tough in terms of like, oh man, this is such a like personality and an identity of the team. Even if he was, you know, not getting fourth quarter minutes from Dwayne Casey or, you know, you know, like, yeah, being like a like a, a buffer when he got the ball because he'd just like take five seconds to do anything. But yeah. he, he had so many good moments. Like, I, I mean, I, I amazing screens, amazing, yeah. screens. amazing screens. Yeah, and he really opened up the floor for DeRozan and Lowry for years. Um, mm-hmm. Just fantastic screen setting, and you know his his uh, buzzer beating dunk in Milwaukee that comes to Ooh. mind as a, yeah. as a, just a huge highlight. I don't want to yeah. make us. I don't want to end this unnecessarily on a, a bittersweet note, but it's just happening. You know, he was in the trade rumors for years, and the yep. the sort of the knock on him was this un. You're better than Andre Drummond. Sorry. That, yeah, and that unfulfilled potential was part of why he was going to maybe get traded. It wasn't the right fit. Mm-hmm. And then this year, finally, he found a role out of the rumors, aside from that, you know, the one that circulated that ended up being true, and then he's gone. So the, he played himself into a role that actually was like no one could really be mad at, and that's when they traded him. Uh, I have a question for uh, Freddie. Sure. Um, Jonas Valanciunas is sixth all time in games played for the Toronto Raptors. Can you name the top five? Ooh, okay. I'm going to go, I'm just going to go real quick here. Let's say top five all time games played is Chris Bosch. Yep. DeMar four. Oh, four. Okay. DeRozan. Number one. Um, Morris Peterson. Number two. Nice. Um... Uh, Bargnani. Ooh, Bargnani, number eight. Uh, Ooh. I'll take one more guess. Let's say Amir Johnson. Amir Johnson is number seven. Oh, oh number okay, five. fair enough. Beat uh, Jonas Villanueva by eight games. Kyle Lowry. Oh, oh Lowry. Lowry, oh, right, of course. Yep. And can anyone else uh, name number three? Is it Vince? No. It's Jose Calderon. Oh, hell yeah. That's why he he still has that insane assist record for the Raptors. Did you hear he offered Marcus his condo in Toronto? 
<laughs> that sounds that sounds he like did. he still he still has one here and he's like you can take it if you want please 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 yeah. take my condo <laughs> take my kiss me on the forehead take my condo <laughs> <laughs> okay um all right uh mr dunks yeah uh, yeah yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's 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 pick up the energy here because okay. uh you know there's a lot we had to say a lot of goodbyes you know we yeah. had to do it yeah uh trade deadline was nuts hey it's a business hey okay tell me something i don't know about john wallace john wallace Wallace played for the Raptors from uh, 97 to 99. Okay. He actually had his best season while playing for the Raps in that first year. He averaged 14 points in about 30 minutes. And he played the only time in his career where he played all 82 games in a season. Uh, did you know that his favorite actor is Joe Pesci? And his favorite actress is Tyra Banks. Isn't I didn't know weird? any of that. I barely Tyra know. Banks. That's such a funny pick. <laughs> I barely best know actress. John Wallace. This is great. He uh, did you know he acted in two Spike Lee movies, and not playing himself. He was playing characters. Um, in uh, oh, can we guess them? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Uh, he got game. Yep. Yes. I, I'm not doing the this other. This one's gonna be. One. This one's tough. I. Oh oh. Um. Top Gun. No. <laughs> no. No. Bamboozled. Yes. Oh. Bamboozled. Wow. Good job. Yes. Um, Shaw in the dark. The other thing I'll say about him is that did you know that his draft spot it dropped dramatically in 1996 because at that time he slept in and missed a team flight when he was in college and then the rumors started to swirl that he was lazy which turned into him being out of shape and it turned into this whole big thing about him all just because like he said it was a power outage and he, he uh, wow. yeah so he, it's just like that movie Punchline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dog ate my homework. Sounds like yeah. yeah yep. um, anyways, I think he, he did kind of fizzle out pretty quick though, so maybe they were right. But uh, he's an executive board member for uh, Heavenly Productions Foundation in New York. Uh, check it out, Ennis, which helps kids in need. <laughs> we'll do. I'm on. <laughs> this part's it. not funny. Yeah. Yeah. His kids. Ennis, get on it. <laughs> he helps kids in need and distress, which is what that foundation does. So that's actually a nice thing, Matt. That's hilarious okay. what do you mean that's not funny <laughs> um that's right. yeah, that's they mean great. to laugh through it um distress yeah, yeah. okay so uh well, you know what new york's like everyone's in distress <laughs> all right uh, okay. okay i just found out there's no alleys in new york that's crazy <laughs> take it easy <laughs> take it easy dunks what yeah you yeah. didn't know that did you ennis go take a I walk go take a walk okay. after dinner I'm looking for some dark corners to tuck into. I guess they're not there. <laughs> All right, let's do wow. some. Let's do some NBA, guys. Uh, Matt, will you give me that NBA sting? Taking Bobby Webster. Taking Bobby Webster. I wanted to do it twice because it looks like I'm the only one here paging Bobby Webster. Because everything's about Masai. You know who hooked up that Marcus Soul trade? Masai? No. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's Bobby. Oh, right, right. They were eating a rice bowl at Freshie, and he, he came up with the idea. Wow. Give more love to Bobby, guys. He's doing, okay. a, he's doing a hell of a job. I said, I said front office. I've been saying front office. Uh, I'm saying just Masai. Okay. I pre okay. okay. Meet, meet me halfway, I guess. Bobby Webster. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but why are you paging him? It, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we 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 got yeah, we gotta move on. Yeah, we gotta move on. Um, let's do some <laughs> trade deadline stuff, and uh, it's already old because the NBA happened so fast, uh, and you know, new players are playing with the teams, and stuff's already happening. So, uh, Matt McCready, let's go to you. Um, give me your not. Don't give me your loser. Give me pick a team that you think just nailed it in the uh, in the trade deadline. Who's who's your winner? Ooh, um, I'm I, probably. I think Milwaukee did really well with the um, uh, uh, Miritich trade. Uh, I think giving up four seconds, two of which are like really bad seconds. One of them's like Denver's this year, so it's like the 58th. Um, yeah, I think that was a, a really solid move that doesn't uh, at all hurt them in the future and gives them another knockdown shooter to put with size to put around Giannis. Uh, a better version of Ursan Ilyasova, who has thrived in a role, which I assume that uh, Miritich can do even better at uh, now that he's got the chance. Um. Yeah. I. Th- I. I think. I think the Miritich fit is just so huge. And 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 you know, in this like Eastern arms race, that that's such a big conversation. And it's uh, it's a valid one because I think Miritich is just like a plug and play for Milwaukee, and they're kind of doubling down on what they do already. And what they do already is really good. Um. Obviously, they're very reliant on Giannis, but he is something else, and Miritich is just another amazing option for him. Um, uh, Clippers too, because I think they got so much for Tobias Harris, who was a throw in <laughs> twice uh, before yeah. this last trade. Um. Yeah, the Clippers are kind of confusing me. Everyone's treating them like big, big winners, but I think, yeah, I mean, I'll, 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 I'm going to touch on the Clippers in a sec because I want to sure, ju- sure. I want to jump to you, Ennis. Um, what's your uh, what's who's your who, who's your big winner of the uh, trade? Well, deadline? you know, it was right before they made the trade when we beat the the Raptors beat the Sixers, and I thought to myself, well, this is this team is not that much to be afraid of, and then they made the Harris deal and. I don't know if I'm going to say it's an outright win because they did give up a lot, but it's led me to right. think if I if I can be a little abstract with the concept, sure. that their idea of what it takes to build a winner, and this is going to tie into all the talk about like Anthony Davis and all these guys. It's like if this is as good as they get is re-signing Butler and Harris to max deals, was the process worth it is my question. And I'm going to put that out to you guys because – I'm not sure that, you know, they're in fourth place right now. They're not a runaway uh, guaranteed conference finalist or, and I'm not sure. I mean, who knows what the ceiling is for this team? You got Simmons, obviously. I think people are lower on Simmons after another season than they were last year. And I just kind of wonder, like, if this is as good as the process gets for them, then I'm not sure the process works. Yeah, I don't think the process um has worked and we'll, we'll yeah. see. But, um, I think it's going to be very interesting to tally up the, uh, the series wins that all yeah. the assets that Hinky produced get. And obviously Hinky couldn't see it through, but I think that's part of the process. Part of the process is when things become so toxic, you get booted out of town and player agents yeah. are furious. And Adam yeah. Silver literally comes and like erases you or whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm not like, sure that was part of his process. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that sure is, it wasn't. That is but, what happened. Right. Yeah. But that's a part of the NBA, know, yeah. right? Like knowing the landscape is your job. Yeah. So you need, I mean, to, you need to, you know, finagle but, everything in the right direction. Uh, and it's a, to win. It, their starting five is incredible, I think. And you know what I mean? And if, if they can get another couple guys, like you saw how big uh, Ilyasova and Bellinelli were for them last year. So who knows if they can get somebody because they definitely need some bench depth since they got rid of most of it. But uh, 
I just wonder how much further that ceiling can go. I guess, you know, these things take time and they got to happen organically. You know, it's, I wonder if it was worth how bad that team was for so long. And that includes swinging and missing at a lot of big draft picks. You know what I mean? So given that our highest draft pick on the Raptors is 15th. The highest drafted player on the Raptors is 15th, Kyle, uh, Kawhi Leonard. But if you know I could, what I mean, if I could, yeah. Sorry, go on. No, jump in, jump in. If I could def- just defend Hinky for one second, like look at where Charlotte is compared to Philadelphia, because those two teams were in the same spot when he took over. Mm-hmm. And cheering for a team that you know will get better is a lot of fun. There was that game between Philly and Toronto a couple years back after Philly had been bad for so long, where Embiid went off and they weren't quite good yet. Right. But the crowd in there was as happy as a team that won the NBA Finals. It's true. They were so jacked. <laughs> I think, yeah. and uh, I don't think it's a terrible way to rebuild a team. I wouldn't mind if Toronto went that way uh, once, uh, if things did fall apart with the one that we have now. See, Matt, uh, Matt, that that's where I got to jump in and say, like, I, I, I like, I can enjoy watching it from afar, but for me. Like the bottoming out that Hinky did, it, you know, it's genius, right? But it's such a lowering of expectations that, I, I, as a as a fan, that's had such garbage um, in in terms of Raptors history, and now as a taste of winning a little bit, I think uh, I'm just a big believer of staying good in every capacity, like drafting well, developing well, just being a well run franchise. And I think if you're a very very well run franchise. I think Hinky only works in a situation where the franchise is an absolute mess. And he comes in and just, he's like, he's like that, that, that Tarantino character, like the wolf or what? What's that guy's name? Oh, yeah. Uh, Harvey Keitel. Yeah, yeah, yeah he just comes in and just trashes the place and is basically like gets you all these like assets and then <laughs> cleans makes it the up. problems go away. Yeah, he makes the problems go away. And, you know, right. again, that's it's just a particular situation. So as a as a Raptor fan, yeah, having to watch a team slowly get worse, like, you know, thinking about things in like a six, seven year span where it would be tough. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Um, my winner. My winner is, uh, I, I hope this isn't cheating, but is the Dallas Mavericks. I think uh, the whole NBA is uh, way too low on Chris Stapps Porzingis. And uh, yeah, he's 7'3". Yeah, Bill Simmons wrote some articles about how it's dangerous to be a 7'3 player in the NBA. And there's a lot of validity to that. But the guy was showing... Um, I'm uh, forget about the, you know, the, the time when, when, when people were talking about him as like an MVP candidate, like forget about that. He was showing like real top 25 talent, real, like perennial all-star all-star level talent and, uh, it's a very serious injury, but the guy's young. And I think pairing him with Doncic and a winning franchise, like, you know, uh, in, in Dallas and Carlisle is just so massive going forward. And I think that Dallas is a sleeper in uh in all these big free agent um talks in the summer. I think they're a big big sleeper and if they wind up with um I don't know. If they wind up with someone big, I'm not going to be that surprised. Hmm. I I'm going to push back on the uh Porzingis being a top 20 player last time he was healthy. Like he shot 43% as a center the last season that he was healthy. Like he's he's good uh, but I mean, like he's coming off an ACL tear. He's had mm-hmm. injury. He breaks down every single year. He gets progressively worse as the year goes on. Um, we'll see. I mean, I hope he does well, but I, I mean, they took on $40 million of extra money in order to pay him, which he'll probably get the max. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, and then uh, this, so they get, they took on forty million dollars to pay him the max, and then shipped off three first round picks, including Jet Dennis Smith, and that to get him. It's a rough. It's a, it's risky. It's risky as hell. I, we'll I, see how it works. I think that's I think that's fair, and I think it is a risk. But um, you got to remember, this guy was like being overtasked. Uh, had to deal with a, a guy like James Dolan. I'm not saying Mark Cuban is like any more chill, oh but uh, Carlisle's awesome, and he gets to learn with Dirk, and he has Doncic, you know, um, who's going to have a lot of pressure on him. So I think there's a lot of talent there for you know, you know for for him to realize his potential, and for sure a- ACL is serious but i mean i think a lot of players are are making successful comebacks from those type of serious injuries and and watching boogie come back from this achilles has blown my mind so right it, but for every boogie there's a greg odin you know you it's want true to for it's true greg odin hey fair <laughs> no uh, it's it's a risk okay um yeah uh McCready, who's your uh, who's your loser of the uh, the deadline Ooh, for the eighth straight year, Greg Oden uh, came in. <laughs> uh, I honestly don't have an answer for this yet because I didn't think about it. So uh, if fair. you want to swing that to someone else and come back, that'll be great. Ennis? Uh, draft loser. I just think everybody compared to the Raptors there. I said it. <laughs> I think, I I think it. we made the most impactful deal. I know. I know. I think it's impressive what Tobias Harris did with all the playing time he got. In, I mean, he was doing great in Detroit, but that he got in the in, uh, – in uh, Los Angeles as well, but I think you know that's going to take time. That, that, I feel like a player like him, considering they're also integrating Butler and whatever tensions. That, and, and good luck to anybody joining a team after Jimmy Butler. Let me tell you that because let's not forget how long ago, how, how recently uh, Butler. You know that was that was this season. It feels like forever ago, yeah. but all the drama with the Wolves. That's a highly this, combustible this team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So who knows? And I think they have enough. Uh, holes still that uh, they're not really the contender. And I think people are still sleeping on the impact of the Gasol trade. I think he was the the best acquisition at the all-star or at the trade deadline. Oh, hell yeah, uh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think uh, I think he moves the needle a lot more than people are giving the Raptors credit for. But that's good. Go ahead. Keep underestimating (laughs) and discounting the moves the Raptors makes. We'll just be over here. Exactly. Watching. Watching Bobby Webster play chess. Right? <laughs> oh, right. searching for Bobby Webster. Am I right? Dunks, do you hear that? <laughs> Are you trying to page Bobby Webster? <laughs> Don't please. I mean, I'm searching um, for him. If there's a way to get in touch no. with him, that paging. Oh God. Um, okay, Freddy, I have an answer for you if you want it. Okay, well, I, I, I'm gonna hit you guys with oh. my loser first. Oh yeah. Please. So I so I so desperately wanted to say the Boston Celtics because oh, because do. all the slander um, AD uh, AD's tad through their way, you know, uh, all the kerfuffle Ky- Kyrie's throwing them into, but there's a bigger loser for me. And that's the Los Angeles Lakers. They got clowned. Ooh. They got publicly ooh, 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 ooh. clowned and yeah. they kept sending trade offers. And then they realized that they were getting trolled because people weren't that high on their assets. And, um, they were right to not be that high, I think. Um, and you know, like they were sending giant packages, but I think that, um, they just weren't, uh, they, they weren't just, you know, they weren't saying, uh, sorry, what, what was I saying? Um, they weren't negotiating in good faith. Yeah. Um, and that's, well, that's hilarious. They weren't to me. negotiating at all. They weren't sending anything back. So, I mean, if like the Lakers are going to keep throwing something at their door and the door's not opening, whose fault is it other than the Lakers? 
It's true. It's true. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you there. I think that the whole thing, I think it would have been, I think I feel bad for Pelicans fans sitting through this whole Davis thing, just in terms of knowing that, look, he didn't say trade me, but I mean, that's what ends up happening when someone announces they're not, I mean, he did it with some intention, right? I guess a lot of these things can't stay internal, but I felt bad for Pelicans fans having to watch this guy be one of the best players in the NBA and know that he doesn't actually want to be there to build what you're working on. But uh, I think it would have been uh, uh, it, I just a, a lousy result if he had ended up going to the Lakers that quickly after all that happened. Although it would have been fascinating to see that Lakers roster without those six guys. Mm-hmm. Like, what would they? What would their starting five would have been like? Davis, McGee. They cut Beasley, so I guess he can't play there. But I mean, they didn't have anybody. So it's true. Um, yeah, that would have been fun to see them make a bunch of uh, pickups on the buyout market. Like. It would have been it would have been fascinating to see that team play the rest of the season and maybe still make the playoffs. I don't know. Ennis, I know I know you got to go soon. Um, yes. So before you leave, okay. Why don't you just hit us with um, who you think is going to win the dunk off and the uh, three point contest? Wait, I don't know who's involved. Okay, you've got the list. I got it. Or, yeah. All right, go. Uh, we can give you a quick refresher and just 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 okay. give me a hot take and you can peace. All right. Okay. Um, Matt, I got it. Uh, you got it. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So for the dunk off, Dennis Smith Jr. from the New York Knicks, Miles Bridges from the Charlotte Hornets, Hamadou Diallo from Oklahoma City Thunder, and John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks. Who's going to take it home? I see. There should be separate categories when it's centers and guards. They should split it in two. I agree. But I think the winning the winning dunk is going to be on a thirty foot net, and it's going to be John Collins um, wearing a trench coat with you know, Dennis Smith Jr. on his shoulders and a fedora, and then they're going to it's going to turn into one of the monsters, and he's going to dunk, and it's going to break the entire arena. Okay, so, okay, he has the third go. best odds. Good luck. <laughs> okay, <laughs> three point contest. I'm going to rattle them off for you. Okay. Yeah, Danny um, Green. Danny Green, right? Are you just going to go Danny Green no, piece? That's my answer. Yeah, yeah, Danny Green. Come on, I got to have something to root for. That's, I mean, Danny Green's a pretty good pick, actually. Yeah. But, uh, Ennis. Kyle never had the speed to shoot that fast in those competitions, but I think Danny could could get off enough to, to win for sure. But, dude, I, I, know, I know you got a jet. Thanks for doing the show. Oh, um, thanks for having me. Just, uh, you know, a, a sweet goodbye from us. Um, yeah. You got you got anything you want to plug on your way out or what? NBC Sports. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're watching Knicks Raptors games, uh, one, maybe once a year, I will be sitting near the Raptors bench, and you can catch me uh, whenever that game is. And uh, uh, blind spot. Yeah, NPM check out blind CTV spot and NBC. Very CTV funny. And Canada, of course. Hey, uh, thanks very much, guys. Thanks for doing it, buddy. I hope you get that bourbon. Okay. Hey, it came. That's why I'm getting off the phone. Oh, <laughs> nice. Hey. Okay, cool, buddy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, bye. All right, see you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, McCready, uh, same questions for you. Um, yes. Slam dunk contest. Uh, do, do you know these guys? Um, I got to say, Hamadou Diallo, I've seen him do a couple crazy dunks, but I don't really know him as a player very well. Um, but yeah, do, do you have any kind of uh, feeling here? Do you care? I I don't really. I, I care. I think it's kind of fun. Dunk contest. Um, I think like when in doubt, go with the shortest guy. And Dennis Smith Jr. had some of the coolest dunks last year. So I'm sure he's got something up his sleeve and he's in the New York market. So we all know that the slam dunk competition is kind of fishy. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to go with. Uh, the introduction uh, of conspiracy is great. Sorry. 
<laughs> oh, remember that one time that like uh, Blake Griffin won with like some pretty mediocre dunks, and then they brought out a Kia car, and they had that big advertisement for it at the end. It was clearly set up for Blake Griffin to be in the final round. Do yeah, I so. remember? No props needed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, yep, I'm into, uh, I'm into Dennis Smith Jr. I also think that he fucking rocks as a dunker, so I'm into, mm-hmm. uh, DSJ. I'm gonna go Miles Bridges, just because I think he's that perfect mm. dunker size. He's that, yeah. like, 6'8", where he's just kind of, like, agile enough to do insane things. Yeah. Is he 6'8"? Wow, I thought he was a bit shorter than that. That's, uh, yeah, um, Miles Bridges is That's what I thought. I'm gonna, I'm gonna... Dennis has the best odds, okay? He does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Miles has the second best odds. Well, and and I think I think uh, Dennis is going to come out like pissed. Yeah, he's going yeah. to be like, "You traded me. I'm, I'm I, like, you know, I'm crazy." Or whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, yeah, that's it's going to be nuts. That's usually what you yeah. say after you're traded. Oh yeah, he'll say you that. Trade for me. Sure. You're crazy. Exactly. Um, I said I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm <laughs> as like a, as a fun like believe, believe in your crazy oh, self okay, type thing. Gotcha. But fair enough. He's six seven. Six seven. Sweet. Six seven two twenty five. Better than Vince. Um, Okay, so uh, what about the three-point contest? Do you want me to list them off, uh, McCready? Okay, so we got Seth Curry, uh, Portland Trailblazers. S- uh, Stephen Curry. The Curry Brothers. Uh, Golden State Warriors. Dirk Nowitzki, Dallas Mavericks. Buddy Heald, Sacramento Kings. Uh, Damian Lillard, Portland Trailblazers. Chris Middleton, Milwaukee Bucks. Kemba Walker, Charlotte Hornets. Danny Green, Toronto Raptors. And Devin Booker, Phoenix Suns. And Joe, Joe Harris. <laughs> Thanks, thanks for doing that. (laughs) Joe Harris went off last night. I don't know who he is. In the first quarter, he had five threes. (laughs) That's that's who he is. Oh yeah. Um, Recency bias. I have to go with Joe Harris. (laughs) Gotta be Joe. Um, Probably. I don't know. Steph Curry seems like the obvious choice to always put your money on. Like if I had to put a hundred dollars on it right now, I'd put it on Steph. Um, but that being said, I do like uh, family intrigue. I like drama. I want yeah. Seth yeah. to take it from Seth in the finals, final two. Seth would be Danny exciting. Green. You know what would be awesome? Right. Okay, Steph and Seth. Seth is going to shoot. He ties his hands behind his back. His brother, Stefan, comes in, makes it look like it's his arms, and shoots like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what, what kind of Colin Mockery shit are you on, buddy? <laughs> Get out of here. He who's lines it to win for his brother. He's like, no, that was Steph. That, everyone, that was Seth. Everyone would be, that would be like when, when Steph Curry in jeans came out on the half court. They're like, hit him. Hit a half court shot. And he's like a bit like sauce or whatever. He couldn't do it. Everyone's like, oh, this this is so weird. <laughs> like tying up the arms. It could be fun. Yeah, tying up the arms. and yeah. Sure. I guess it could be fun. I don't know. Um, who's okay. Lynn is it anyways? No, that's okay. Yeah. Who's Lynn? Who's Lynn is it anyways? Keep um, coming. I, I kind of like Danny Green a bit. Um, I, I There's a couple people I don't like because I don't think they're good repetition shooters like Walker, Middleton, Heald. Or sorry, not Heald. Um, Nowitzki. Obviously, uh, Nowitzki's ridiculous. That guy's... Him, him yeah. walking across the court without shooting <laughs> yeah. will take 25 seconds. He's prehistoric in all the best ways. Um, I love it. I, 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 I would be so happy if Dirk won the uh, three-point competition. It would be awesome. Uh, His trainers in the stands crying again. Devin Booker won last year. His trainers in the stands. <laughs> yeah, he would be. He would be. Uh, Who's got the best odds? Who's got the best odds, Matt? That's a great question. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm on a go, different site. I'm by the way, site I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with Danny Green. 
Hmm. I think he can. He's good at just like practice shooting threes, and is gonna like he's good at just standing there and nailing threes. Where I think a lot of these guys I like. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to no, no, say, go uh, a lot of guys like Damian Lillard, they're so good at hitting, th- or James Harden or something, they're so good at, at hitting threes like in as part of the game, but certain guys are just, you, you run to the corner and you just drill threes. Of um, course, Steph Curry has the best odds. Yeah, I mean, Steph Curry's yeah. a pretty pretty, pretty solid pick here. Yeah. Pretty easy, easy, lame choice to take. <laughs> That's yeah. why I went with it. Yay! Worst odds is Dirk. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I think... What, uh, what are Dirk's odds? Yeah, what are Dirk's odds? It says plus 3,300. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> 33 bucks for every dollar you put down on Dirk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, let's put a bunch of money on Dirk and have yeah. some fun, okay? Yeah, I'll put 30 bucks on Dirk and walk away with a cool grand if he takes it home. Yeah. That's awesome. I'll put 30 bucks on Dirk and just like walk away and be like, ha, huh, that's funny that I did that. I'm like, don't make any money. You know what I mean? Um, At least it goes to a good cause. Yeah. Uh, Vegas. Um <laughs> Uh, are, how, how are you doing, McCready? We got. Uh, do you got some time for quickish questions? Yep, I'm good. Okay, cool. All right. Um, there is a couple other NBA events, but I mean, do we really want to talk about the skills challenge? And and the game's going to be fun, right? The mm-hmm. game will be, you know, that mix of, you know, yeah, insane dunks. LeBron's tampering team. Yeah, we'll react exactly. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there's some tampering, that would actually like he's up full the on ante. tampering. I don't care what he says. He goes, oh, I don't. I don't have anything left in my career to chase. Yeah, you want to? He wants to be Adam Sandler making movies with his friends. That's what he wants to do at this point. Wow! Cheers! Cheers! Che- for that. Cheers! You throw a cheers after that hot ass take. Um, LeBron's uh, amazing. How dare you witness? Um, let's Who's the Rob Schneider of uh, LeBron James' circle. That's got to be uh, Carmelo. <laughs> I'm good with that. Oh, man. Um, I'm good with that too. <laughs> I'm good with the Schneider. I'm good with the schneid. Um, okay. All right. Oh, my God. All right. But off the rails here. Yeah. Uh, I've had one sip of rum. Yeah. He's had a rum and Coke, folks. Cheers. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Matt, why yeah. don't, why don't um, for the love of God, why don't you tell me something I don't know about Haywood Workman? Gotta say, the best name I've seen yet on that Raptors list. There's hey, some good ones. There are some good ones too. Yeah. Haywood Workman. Oh man, that's just a cool name. He played 13 games for the Raptors in the 99-2000 season, if you guys can remember. A few years before that, he uh, blew out his ACL and that essentially led to him having to retire a bit earlier than he wanted. But this is the craziest turnaround that he became an NBA ref. <laughs> what? Whoa. He's a ref. Oh, wait a second. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He's a ref. He's a ref. Yes. Yeah. So he, and it took him like, like maybe six or seven years to get the job in the NBA. Like he had to really work at it. And yeah. Now he he's to, like, he's there are only three players. Have, do the refs have to beat each other like at basketball like, to get the job? To get or? the job. Yeah. It comes down to a game of 21. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, there, you know that there's only been three refs that were former players. 
No. And like he's used now as like someone he's trying to recruit like former college players and right. former NBA players to be. So right. he's like white chocolate. You got to consider this. Like, you have to consider it. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Players like, like it because it's like when they're talking to him, they it's at eye level because he's right. tall. So for instance, if Muggsy <laughs> Bowes wanted to be a ref, he couldn't be. Based on your logic? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I just think the players are a little tired of looking down at refs. It's okay. nice to talk chin to chin. Um, um, what else you got? This is good stuff. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> razzing, but this is great. This is great work. Thanks. Uh, other than that, really, you know what? He keeps a real tight life down there in Tampa. He's got two kids that have played college ball. A tight life. Tight life. <laughs> tight okay. life. Keeps it tight. Okay. Um, yeah, other than that, I guess he's just, uh, you know, the most amazing thing is that he's an, a former NBA player that's a ref that's so rare, very rare. Okay, Cheers. you're you're doubling down on the ref. <laughs> I know. It's a big really fact. Am. It's a big fact. That's fine. Really you can tell me when you're done. You know um, I love it. Uh, I'll Cheers. give you the A plus plus on that. A Haywood Workman bit. Grace, yeah, and as you know, Devlin used to say when he hit a basket, he's workman for the weekend. Did he used to say that? No, but I, I would have so, if yeah. it was Matt Duncan doing the game. Okay. He's workman for the weekend. All right. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what, why don't we move on to the quickish questions? Quickish questions. Nice. Just you know what? Sitting there drinking bourbon. There's there's gonna be some Ennis slander. No, jeez. In, in these questions. Oh, is there? Oh, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> um, there often is. Uh, and if he's ever on the pod, then there's even more slander. Yep. Um, we, we, we got a bunch of fun questions to, uh, get through. Oh, wow. So it's just, uh, maybe you should start answering some of these. If there's just three of us. Oh no, no, this just means it's just me and Matt. Yeah. This Matt's? just means yeah, you two got to pick up Matt. the pace. Oh my God. Okay. You two got to go hard on these questions. <laughs> um, okay. Ready? And I, I'm going to go hard on reading them because okay. I'm pretty bad at that. Yeah. All right. Oh my God. Is there a smoke alarm going off? There's a smoke alarm going off in my apartment, but don't worry. <laughs> things are probably fine. Hell yeah. Okay. Good questions. <laughs> McCready's going to live. Okay. McCready, come from Simon. How does Ennis feel about his favorite team's outlook next year with KD possibly leaving? Ooh, so this is more about what Ennis feels like. We all know That's Ennis right. is in therapy. He mentioned it uh, during the uh, podcast. Um, so clearly he's in uh, major emotional distraught over it uh, and has to see a paid professional order to get through his days. I love it. <laughs> okay. Duncan. Yes. Dunks. Come from Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Who averages more assists down the stretch, Lynn or Gasol? More assists down the stretch. I'm going to go with Gasol. Okay. Good question. McCready, it's come from Ian. I want to hear more of the trash talk the Knicks fans were giving Nick Nurse when Ennis was sitting behind the bench. So why don't you imagine what you what Ennis might have heard? <laughs> um, oh, okay, so this is great that I'm getting all the Ennis-related questions. Um, 
what did Ennis hear? Uh, well, we all know Ennis is a, as a liar. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I guess it would just be whatever Ennis would uh, choose to believe. Um, so there were probably like a lot of like, you don't look as good as Ennis. Um, why don't you put Ennis into the game as the coach? Um, and also the topper, uh, you're even worse than Brad Stevens. Ooh. That's for you. That's for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, Dunks. It's come from Joris. Hi. If you could take Serge out for dinner, what kind of food would you take him to eat and or which restaurant? You're, oh, sorry. He also says, wow. your mom's or dad's house is an acceptable answer if you want to bring some. Really? Yeah. Mm, you know what? I don't want to, I, I want to go out and, and taste the town a little bit with Serge. Uh, as you know, I'm a big uh a supporter of uh, <laughs> of sneaky D's. So we're going to start the night there for apps. Have a, share some nachos. And then um after, question. <laughs> <laughs> after that we're going to uh go to what's the restaurant we uh I always call her Barb's, but it's Pam's Roti. Okay, bring That's where Pam's. we finish. We finish at Pam's Roti. Beautiful. You'd love it. Okay, McCready. It's come from Thomas. Yes. Why is Pierce or why are Pierce and T Mac so salty? Oh, because they've they've reached such a height in their lives. You know, they were on the top of the entire NBA. They're cheered by uh, tens of thousands every single night for doing what they love to do. And now they're sitting at a table being sad. They look at their sad bodies. They're all all droopy compared to what was so muscular back in the day. And they take <laughs> oh my it out on the good people of Toronto. And why? Why? Because they know that the death is staring at them in the eye every time that they go to bed. And the first thing they see in the morning is the sad reflection of someone who was once great and is now garbage wow i love it um this this is this, this pod has been a wild time <laughs> honestly I don't know, i'm into it um are we are we going on uh, hour three or what's that? okay <laughs> yeah. great okay duncan we're, yeah uh, it's come from tom um we're two-thirds of the way through the season it's time to ask the important questions how do you feel about the lifted restrictions on shoe colors <laughs> There's lifted restriction on shoe colors. I have to yes. believe that. So, um, oh, <clears throat> yeah, I think that what I want is those shoes that light up on the heels. That's where I want it to get. Great. So that the lights go out, we can watch just their shoes clacking around down there. <laughs> Great. Quickish questions. <laughs> McCready, come from yeah. Simon. How quickly does the Lynn Raptors jersey hit top 10 all time in Raptors jersey sales or top five? Uh, it's uh, halfway there already, and it'll be there by the morning. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Has he even been bought out yet by Atlanta? No, yes, yeah, he's he's gonna be a Raptor. Calm down, hundred percent. Duncan, come from Jonathan. Oh man, I hope so. He's what would it take? On his Instagram. <laughs> okay, fine. Duncan, come from Jonathan. Hi, what Jonathan. would it take for Jeremy Lin to surpass Menge Batir as the greatest Chinese Raptor of all time? Um. Boy, <laughs> didn't we? Didn't I talk about him? In you the did, episode? yeah, yeah. I think it's Menk Batar. I feel like we got corrected on that. I could Pardon be wrong. Me. Sorry, but uh, I think that yeah, I think he's going to be. I think he might sign long term, baby. I think we're going to have Lynn Sanity right until Ten he's more years old and then. gray. Great, and I'm looking forward to different hairstyles. Love it, McCready. Come from Tom. Yes. Do your best impersonation of Jack saying Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. Snickers. Uh, okay. Oh, that's better. You got to get raspier. Snickers. Snickers. MGD. I got a good one. Snickers, boys. Oh. Uh, is that good? Um, okay. That's really good. Uh, 
Duncan, come from Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. Is it too late to do a mock all-star draft? Yes. <laughs> Correct answer. Uh, McCready, <laughs> come from Brian. The voice Matt does when he's doing promo for Alita Battle Angel is crazy. Not a question, just a comment. Do you have any thoughts? <laughs> Matt Devlin? Matt Devlin needs to stop doing that voice. The only <laughs> one who likes it is Leo Routins, and he eats garbage for every meal. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's the best possible answer. You're rocking, Quickish Questions. Um, Duncan, come from Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. We're currently a half game ahead of Golden State. At what point is Ennis going to fall off the Warriors bandwagon? Now you're in the Ennis shoes. Uh, you know what? That's impossible. A diehard fan like that, he ain't getting off that bandwagon anytime soon. Okay. Like it. Which is the <laughs> conflicting with the bandwagon question, I guess. But um, okay. cheers to that. Here's another non-question. <laughs> it's about to get very meta. Um <laughs> <laughs> McCready, here's a question from Ennis. Uh, can't wait to get back in the tub for this one. Not a question. <laughs> Any thoughts? I'm just reading some of the comments now. That guy's got to get his shit together, you know? <laughs> okay, here we go. to get back in the tub. Duncan, this is coming from Matt McCready, who's on the show oh, wow. right now. Hi, Matt. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Everyone who's listening to this, this podcast one. still, thank you. I love you. Yeah. Um, we don't have a Patreon, you know? <laughs> Figure out a way to help us out. Okay. Um, we need Duncan. a GoFundMe to start a Patreon. We do. Duncan. Um, <laughs> it's coming from Matt McCready. Uh, how will I get to the recording studio in this fucking blizzard? You know what? In this day and age... You just call right in like we did, and we've had a great time. Or you can brave it like Sweet Freddy did today. Don't ever do that. McCready, it's come from Tristan. Yes. Finally, some all-star questions coming at you. Okay, also not okay. a question, but he's got a question here. Um, should the three-point competition have an extra rack placed five feet from the line as the money ball rack? Of course. Yeah. I think like with Ryan Anderson, a few other people who shoot primarily way further back from the line in order to give extra space. It also just is an evolution of what three point shot of the value in the league. It makes perfect sense. It's a great idea. I think so too. Like Damian Lillard and Steph would be so exciting. Um, okay. Uh, Duncan, uh, another oh one from Tristan. Lord. If you could create one event for all-star weekend, what would it be? One event that I would, uh, <laughs> I don't know why this is the first thought that came to my mind, but, uh, you know, a booth where you can dress up your favorite NBA stars and whatever you want. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> nice and weird. Can I, McCready. Can I answer this one? Okay, yeah. sure. Um, oh, you know, uh, you know when uh, mascots ride things down the stairs? Like every single staircase in the arena has an NBA player on it and they all have a race to the bottom. That's oh, awesome. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that was. I mean, I already floated mine last week, and that's all the oldest players in the NBA playing a game. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, very good. Uh, okay, uh, wait, whose turn is it? Is it Duncan? Uh, it's actually Matt. Okay, it's Matt. Yeah. McCready. Uh, another one from Tristan. <laughs> what was the most memorable time you heard Smash Mouth's All-Star? <laughs> Um, oh, fuck it. I don't know. Like, probably at the comedy bar or, like, uh, Bad Dog Theater, ironically played by a bunch of hipsters. I guess, <laughs> like, it's one of those times. Nice. Uh, Duncan, come from Tom. Are <laughs> Bobby, Boban, Boban, and Toby, Tobias, Please. basically the NBA's version of two bonded old dogs that must be adopted together? 
Um, yeah, that's an adorable uh, thought. And uh, yeah, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Yeah. Good one. Let's keep it quick. Um, okay, fair enough. Uh, McCready, <laughs> come from Josh, <laughs> who is technically an all-star, but come on, they're not an all-star. Oh, I don't know. Uh, he played well the other day, but maybe D'Angelo Russell would have to be like the the guy. Great yeah. pick. Yeah, that's a good one. He, he came on late, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I don't even know if he's the best point guard on his own team. Yeah. Uh, Duncan. Yes. Uh, come from Steven. Hello, Steven. How did Ennis get those courtside seats? NBC got those hookups for all recurring char- recurring <laughs> characters on Blindspot? <laughs> question mark. Ennis replied with, absolutely not. Believe me, I tried. So, right, uh, well, he answered what, the question there, but... Do you have any thoughts? I'm going to say that if you're sitting that close to a Raptors game, you are friends with Nav, and he's probably got a Nav connection. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, two more questions. McCready. Right. Come from yeah. Jonathan. Tonight, the Spurs are playing the Grizzlies, which means a reunion for Damar, Jakob, CJ, Jonas, and Delon. Describe in detail right. what happens tonight. On court, off court, doesn't matter. Your take. Um, I impromptu game of Red Rover. Um, uh, Jonas Valanciunas busts through the center, uh, injuring CJ, uh, CJ's shooting arm, costing him not only the season, but his career. Oh, wow. Let's be honest. As they're playing wow. Red Rover, JV's getting yeah. hurt. Yeah, fair JV enough. Too. I like how dark <laughs> McCready went. Okay. You're going to love this. so snowy outside. It's so depressing. <laughs> You're going to love this question, Duncan. Yes. From Jonathan. Hi, John. It's Masai. Slash Bobby. You really wrote Thank this. you. Done yet. Woo! Are they done yet? Are they done yet? Are they done yet making this team? Absolutely not, because we haven't got Mark Keith Morris, but we're going to, right? I think so. He's uh, he on his way? Uh, I assume so. We might have another buyout uh, coming, too. Is that is that true? Is there uh, Morris? Yeah, apparently Mark Keith Morris. Morris is rumors, yes. That he mm, wants okay. to come to Toronto. So. Okay. That's uh, that's it for quickish questions. All right. Wow. This right. is our longest in a while. Um, this behemoth <laughs> podcast brought to you by this behemoth snowstorm. Yeah. Can I say? Yeah. Um, you know what? You it need? was a, it was it was a fun one. I, I had a great time. Thanks for yeah. Ennis uh, for showing up. Check him out on the blind spot. Obviously. Yeah. Blind um, spot's huge. McCready, you, you you run a, a ton of shows. You're you're hilarious. You're one of the best improvisers I know. Um, anyone who listens to this podcast, you, it would be an excellent choice to go to any show. The Social that, Capital Theater. Yeah, that's right. That either that Matt produces um, or is on yeah. or both. Go check him out. He's hilarious. Um, Matt, can can anyone check you out uh, soon? Yep, uh, I play a show every single Friday night at the Social Capital Theater. It's called Fifteen Dollar Beer Beer Comedy Show, and it's fifteen dollars, and you get two tall cans of beer. That's sweet, big time. And can you yep. do you have any insight into what happened to that Detroit diner in uh, on the east side? <laughs> You're obsessed. Uh, with it. I, I I love that place. Uh, it went Bummer. out of business because you didn't go there enough, Matt. What? It was the word on the <laughs> and then they caught it, burned it down? Jesus. Yeah, then they burned it down. <laughs> burned it down. Where Ouch. is the patronage was written in gasoline before lighting the <laughs> Where's the patronage? <laughs> That's okay. the answer I was looking for. Um, everyone uh, who's listened to this uh, entire podcast, thank you thank so much. Thank you so much. much. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> we, we, we do appreciate all, all the listens and all the feedback, and um, we love doing this podcast. So uh, yeah. thank you so much. 
It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. 